0: Hey, guys. Welcome back to a Football Update. This is Andy. And this is Robin. Uh, everyone. It's the best time of the year. I mean, it's <laughs> Christmas, but I mean, for football fans, it is Christmas. It is Thursday night. It is the 7th. But most <laughs> importantly, Robin, it is NFL kickoff. Yep. So. Back to enjoying fall weekends with football and fall Thursdays as well and you know just a long seventh month wait between uh okay, games yeah. I believe yeah <laughs> and honestly this weather this past week has made like, up <laughs> here in Buffalo it's been like 90 degrees the past yeah year, so. same here in it's Rochester yeah like, yeah feels feels like summer so before we get into mm. uh uh going over the other four divisions we
1: thought since it's mm. really fresh in our mind we'll kind of flip the script and uh just mm-hmm. do our prediction because it's as a recording right now. It's six thirty-five on Thursday. And it's about mm-hmm. two. Yeah, I'd say about two hours to kick off. Cause usually, it's like ten or fifteen minutes before kickoff actually happens. Mm-hmm. But um, so,
0: Robin, what are your thoughts on this game today? So, I think the two of the best three players, arguably for the Chiefs. Chris Jones, he's waiting out for a holdout, and with the no, new excuse me Nick Bosa contract out, you think he's going to try and get something close to that level? Um, you know, thirty four million dollars a year, somewhere between twenty six million and thirty four million a year. So um, he's going to keep pushing that holdout. He's in the past, as you've said, till week eight possibly. So you got that going on, and then Travis Kelsey. Um, Hyper extending his knee in practice earlier this week and they said he um, will not play tonight, so give him 10 days to rest for the week two game against Jacksonville. But I think not having that security blanket for Patrick Mahomes as great as he is, you know, they don't have that fully dependable number one receiver, although you have Sky Moores developing Kadarius Tony when healthy, which is you know very on and off, can be a threat. Um, Rishi Rice, the rookie, he maybe plays a bigger role in the middle of the field, bigger receiver. Um, Marquez Valdez Scantling as your downfield guy. But I think when it comes to crunch time and on those third downs, he doesn't have the guy like Kelsey, and that's big. And then on defense, Chris Jones is such a force multiplier, makes, you know, everyone on the defensive line especially better because he can occupy two blockers and, you know, not only him, but you have to remember, Frank Clark left in free agency. So did um, Carlos Dunlap. I think he's still a free agent, but they didn't bring him back. They bring in Charles Amenehue from the Niners, but he's on a six-game suspension. So I, I'm hoping that the Lions show up big in primetime. The Dan Campbell led Lions. Last time they are on primetime, they went into Green Bay as a dome team and won, so I think they're going to make it a really fun battle. Yeah, uh, just just what you said, and I, I've been having this feeling the whole week. They don't have
1: their star defensive guy, who I really think again they're all. I mean, I'm sorry, not their offense. Their defense is pretty, pretty darn good. I, I I would say upper middle of the pack, probably. But with Chris Jones gone, like he kind of feels like he is the key to that defense. So I, I like that grounded pound of the Lions. They have Amon Ross, St. Brown. And on on top of that, the other thing that really stands out for me, like you said, just, it's Patrick Mahomes, I still think there's going to be yards, yards thrown, you know, a lot of yards Mm. thrown at some certain points, but I don't think this offense will be as
0: dynamic as it usually is without Travis Kelsey, so Mm -hmm. I'm going with the upset, I I think this is the Lions, the Lions tonight, just tonight. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, I agree with you there. Um uh yep I am gonna pick the Lions as well to win um let me try to get this right I'm not sure what's going on here there we go um so yep I'm gonna pick the um troy lines to win I was thinking uh close loss the chiefs but I feel like the magic's gonna be there for them tonight and they're gonna make one more play than the chiefs and you know, is you know might be a game that you know propels them to finally have that playoff year where you feel like the Lions have made it and we're hoping for it. Yeah, abs- ab- absolutely. Um, and the
1: other thing is just Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. I just know going on into this game is such a motivator for his men mm-hmm. that I, I really think he is probably whipping them up into a frenzy mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And they're, they're definitely going to be uh, biting some kneecaps, as he likes to say. So, uh, yeah, we, I think we both agree Lions mm-hmm. to win tonight. very awesome first debut game. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so, starting uh, in, we're going to start with the NFC South, where we mm-hmm. need stuff today. And uh, uh, we'll probably start with the, the worst team from last year. Um, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Robert, just give me one second. Yeah, no problem. So, is the you got it? Oh. Uh, sorry about that, Robin. Um, so,
2: okay, uh, <clears throat> let me just take my drink again. Mm-hmm. Three, two, okay, uh, ready? Okay, yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, looking at, um,
1: looking at their roster, mm-hmm. um, I, I really think, again, the, the South, I think we both agree, the NFC South is probably the weakest mm-hmm. division, and I think there could be a case for each team possibly winning this division. There, there's a potential upside to each of these four teams, but especially with the Panthers, Robin. You know, mm. they had a bum three years. You know, we had that guy coming in from college as their head coach, Matt, Matt Rule. Yeah. The first year seemed, you know,
2: interesting. Mm. Second
1: year, it's kind of like, oh, what's happening? Okay, yeah, the guy one more chance. And, then last year. We're going to talk about Baker in a moment. I, I hope this might be motivation for Baker. Like That, that poor guy, Baker's career possibly was ruined by going to the Panthers. And I, I just feel it just was a terrible situation to be in. But, uh, you know, it's a new start for the Panthers. Uh, I think they had the best uh, head coach opening, uh, getting uh, – Frank Reich, who, yeah. I really don't, looking at what's going on with the Colts right now, I think
0: it's just mm-hmm. their head coach, uh, not their head coach, their owner is kind yeah. of missing it. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, Jim Mercy, yeah. And the other issue was, they built that offense
1: and that team around Andrew Luck, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was just, you had all those pieces, so it was kind of hard to rebuild their pieces, you know? And I think... Maybe Jim Irsay probably just wanted to do the quick band-aid a few times. But, you yeah. Know, Frank Frank Reddick's getting a fresh start. It's incredible.
2: They have some possible great weapons on here. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Adam
1: Thielen might not be still in his prime. but He's still a pretty darn good receiver. And you got mm-hmm. Sanders and Chubba, uh, Chuba. I'm sorry.
0: But uh, what, do, what do you guys think? Uh, so the Panthers, they actually, weirdly enough, they won four games down the stretch with Sam Darnold. They won a couple games, PJ Walker. They, I think were like one five, one six with Baker. So it was kind of a weird year in that sense. Um, I was higher on them to start the off season with, you know, trading up and getting Bryce young and thinking, uh, they got a young left tackle. That's going to take a step. You know, they're building around them. They got Hayden Hurst as that. Security Blanket tight end, Miles Sanders in the backfield, Dillon and DJ Chark, but both Chark and Thielen are dealing with injuries. Uh, Terrace Marshall was a young and -and up-and-coming receiver um, last year, and he's dealt with a back thing, so if that's throughout the season, um, that could be an issue. They did get Jonathan Mingo in the second round of Ole Miss, a very talented big receiver, but... When you you know give up a guy as good as D.J. Moore and you had to to get Bryce Young, that could have been like huge for him in terms of having that guy he could go to in a clutch spot. But you do what you got to do to get the franchise QB. Um, but the old line in preseason, both in camp and in games, just did not look good, especially that Jets game. Granted, this is the Jets D-line, but... Um, Eki Kwanu hasn't made massive progress at left tackle and the rest of the line isn't substantially great it could be a long year for them um, but their defense could keep them in the games although Brian Burns has held out some and I wonder if he will continue to do so with that new Bosa deal in and try and get something to that effect uh, money wise absolutely and
1: Looking at mm-hmm. their schedule again, they play in the NFC South. So mm-hmm. overall, looking at their, you know, their ro- their uh, not their roster. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, schedule, mm-hmm. like we said, they're playing each of the worst teams in each division. Mm-hmm. You know, because again, they're they're ranked
2: fourth. Mm-hmm. And then
1: uh, going down. Oh, that's. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at the. Uh, okay, they're uh well that's interesting uh they're playing Seattle this year which I, I'm a little confused about because i I thought hmm, that's not but uh yeah so going going from top to bottom guys I was sorry it's kind of <laughs> verbalizing <laughs> but uh they're starting with Atlanta again you know that's that's a possible win for both teams I think we I think we were saying you before we started the show rob and that Mm-hmm. And it really does feel like any one of these teams can take out the other team potentially, mm-hmm. and it's a uh, it's very interesting. So they start with Atlanta, and mm-hmm. next week they they go they are home against the Saints, which mm-hmm. is going to be a pretty exciting game. That's going to be a Monday night game. Uh, you have Seattle, which is at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota at uh, one. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you got Detroit in the next week. Then at Miami. Then you're playing Houston, then Indianapolis, uh, then you're playing Chicago, uh, Dallas, Tennessee, Tampa Bay, uh, New Orleans, Atlanta, Green Bay, Jacksonville, and Tampa Bay. If I remember, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, where, did they,
0: where were they last year, Ranks? Because. I, I, I
1: forget that they, they might
0: not have been fourth. They, uh, they might have been second because the, they were ninth um and right. then the and because then the Falcons. They came back, they came yeah. back last year. That's right. So Fa- I was yeah. sorry guys, that's why I was so perplexed mm-hmm. for a moment because I,
1: I was thinking they're
0: fourth mm. automatically just you know, just because again they were the they were the first over I kinda I think, thought right? the same too, yeah. So that's why I was so confused for a moment. Uh but yeah, so they're so fortunately for them, they're playing their own division.
3: They're playing the uh, mm. AFC South, with the exception of Jacksonville. All those games are pretty winnable, I would say.
2: Mm. Uh, but again,
1: the, it is it, the interesting thing is they're playing Chicago this year. That's <laughs> going to
0: be a pretty fun, exciting game. Mm. Yeah, number no one you. pick trade game, so, yeah. So I think, they're honestly, their toughest games
1: are the surprisingly, because of their record last year. But again, mm-hmm. this team is developing, so who knows? Maybe they could give Chicago, Dallas, mm-hmm. or maybe Seattle a surprise. I, th- I think, looking at it, I think Seattle might be their toughest opponent, mm-hmm. maybe. Non... Oh, wait, no, yeah, yeah, possibly, because yeah, they're also playing Detroit and Minnesota.
0: And Miami. Yeah. And, and Miami, yeah. And Miami, I apologize. That's right, yeah. and Miami. So... Yeah, they,
1: they they got fortunately for them their toughest games is like in the beginning mm-hmm. of the year from yeah s- September twenty uh, fourth to October fifteenth. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: once they're done running that gauntlet, I think I think we both agree that the South could lose a good amount of time. So uh, mm-hmm.
0: again, before we move on, uh, anyone's anyone's game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, do think those first five or six weeks are going to be especially if their O line does not hold up against Falcons Saints. Uh, Seattle, Vikings, Detroit, and Miami against those front sevens that could be tough for Bryce Young. And
1: moving on to Atlanta, this is again they could again they could win. They, they're trying this off, this really high end like kind of running back scheming stuff. They drafted mm-hmm. B. John Robinson and even though he's ranked
0: their third stringer now, Cordell Patterson is still going to be heavily involved. He's actually at the uh, Joker position they put him on the depth chart. Oh,
2: wow. That's, yeah. Mm. Uh, don't don't have a lot of
1: receiver options, but they still got Kyle Pitts.
2: Mm. Um, I, I gotta say, Rob, this is, the
1: t- like, again, I, they, they could, I just, I mm. can't make a good prediction on what this team will be like mm. this year. This is such, again, because Desmond Ritter, we don't know much about. He wasn't hugely touted, like Bryce, yeah. Bryce Young is, you know, and who knows, maybe with, like we said, Frank Wright, Bryce on might flourish this year, and then with mm. the Saints, you got the veteran and Derek Carr, who I think right now is mm. the best quarterback in the division, and Baker could have a great up year when we talk mm. about them, them next, as you know, they, uh, <laughs> excuse me, they, um, have two phenomenal receivers still, in, mm. uh, Evans and uh, Godwin. And mm. again, we both agree that Baker might have got belt a terrible hand last year. Mm. So this possibly could be an up year for Baker. But uh, Robin, in particular, what do you like about this roster and some issues you,
0: you think might be uh, for them as well? So with the Falcons, they've done a great job the last two years of building up both the offensive line and the front seven. They get extensions to Caleb McGarry at right tackle, uh, Chris Lindstrom at guard. They sign him long-term. They get Matthew Bergeron the second round from Syracuse. Uh, They get Johnu Smith for basically a song, a seventh-round pick, and he has familiarity with his time in Tennessee with Arthur Smith. So you can kind of move him and Kyle Pitts around. They had Matt Collins, who's a great, um, blocking receiver and can occasionally make plays down the field as a um, bigger-bodied guy. They bring in David Onyemata from the Saints, um, Calais Campbell as well to go along with Grady Jarrett, so that front line could be really good. They bring in Bud Dupree as well. Um, they have Arnold Becchetti, who is really good for them as a young pass rusher, Caden Ellis brought in as well. Um, They brought in a couple corners, Jeff Okuda, who's a former top pick, and Mike Hughes as well, signed Jesse Bates from the Bengals for that big free agent contract. Um, So you put that with AJ Terrell, um, all of a sudden you do have something with that secondary as well. And uh, Warren Sharp, who's big into analytics, says they're a team that they won seven games and then eight of their ten losses were one-score games, so... That's the reason why Vegas is big on them because normally if you lose a lot of close games one year, um, you're able to um, maybe get the breaks the next year um, and then, you know, vice versa. So um, I do look at them as a team that if if they get adequate to good quarterback play, not even great, they can definitely win a pretty good amount of games, especially in the the NFC South. Um, You know, I think... Mariota couldn't throw beyond, like, 20 yards with any, you know, accuracy and efficiency. He's a very nice guy and humble guy, but I think it was humble to a fault last year. And though they had a good start to the year, 4-4, and it eventually kind of collapsed for him to the point where, you know, they go to Ritter, and then Mariota kind of disappears at the end of the year. I think he had—his wife was giving birth, and, you know, he had an injury that put him on injured reserve, but he kind of left the team at the end, so— um, I, and then they do have Taylor Heineke in case Desmond Ritter doesn't step up. So even if they're like, you know, an average team and they don't have the solution at quarterback, they could still make a late postseason runner be right um, below it. And then you become that team in the offseason if they have cap space that a veteran quarterback or maybe you can get a quarterback in the draft and look at and they just be like, that's a great situation to go to.
1: Seed last year, mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, it's kind of a blessing for them because they got mm-hmm. to play in the Arizona, which I think we both agree is probably going to be the worst team in football. Mm-hmm. Aka, I mean, like their tickets are as low as seventeen dollars right now. Oh wow! So again, I, uh, the nice thing about ESPN
2: guys is they, they always show the unlike the NFL <laughs> website, they show the ticket prices for
1: each uh, game. And then mm-hmm. so they're playing Arizona mm-hmm. and trying to find the other four seed team they're playing.
0: Uh, Houston.
1: Well, because uh, Houston, because they're, they're playing the South next year.
0: Oh, yeah. So uh, that's, yeah.
1: Yeah, they're they're one negative. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll do the schedule in, in depth. Mm. Uh, you got Carolina, as we discussed, because we talked mm. about Carolina last. Uh, Green Bay. Mm. Then at Detroit. Uh, then Jacksonville, which I think Detroit and Jacksonville might be the, some of their toughest games. Uh, then Houston. Then uh, There we go. Washington. That's right. Washington mm. was the other team that was fourth. Uh, that's going to be a toss-up game for me because mm-hmm. I think both teams potentially on the upside, especially... Mm-hmm. I've been hearing a lot of things about Washington. We're going to talk
2: about them in, in a bit.
1: Uh, then you got Tampa Bay, uh, Tennessee, followed by Minnesota, Arizona. Like we said, we think it's probably one of the more likely wins. Uh, mm-hmm. New Orleans, the Jets, that's going to be probably their, probably the one of the not their toughest game, mm-hmm. depending on how the Jets perform. Uh, this year. Uh, you got Tampa Bay, again, then Carolina, mm-hmm. Indy, Chicago, New Orleans. Uh, so again, they have, I'd say at worst, they have three or four really tough games similar mm-hmm. to uh, <clears throat> similar to the Panthers. Unfortunately for them, they're, again, even though it worked out for them to play Arizona, mm-hmm. you also play Washington, just got getting a fair bit better, and then mm-hmm. They, the worst team that they have to play this year is in the East,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they're they're playing the Jets. So <laughs> mm-hmm. that's that's gonna be a tough one. Uh, so, oh, I, I apologize. Uh, one thing we did forget to do mm-hmm. with, uh, you know what? I, I think we'll save our floor and ceiling yeah. for the mm-hmm. last. Because you know what? Because I, I think we both agree. I think each team mm-hmm. kind of has the same amount of ceiling. And, floor, I think. So yeah, we'll Mm. say the ceiling for last then uh, for this division. Uh, Then afterwards, you have the Saints, which was uh, Mm. in third place last year, if I remember correctly. Uh, Yes, yeah, they
2: were. Mm. Uh, So they are trying to do the Band-Aid thing. I mean, I I don't know too much
1: about what they're trying to do. It kind of feels like it's if not the, his the head coach's last chance, maybe his second last chance, just
2: because mm-hmm. he's been the head
0: coach now for about three years now, I think. I think it's only been, no, I think last year was his first year, Dennis Allen, because Sean Payne was there until 2020, through the 2021 season. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Dennis so, Allen, Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, and just, it, it still feels like it's mm-hmm. the same, basically the same team at Drew Brees, or not Drew Brees, uh, well, also Drew Reese, but also Sean Payton, uh, kind of left with. You know, a lot of the core pieces, they're still there. What do you think about this team and and their chances? Yeah, when you talk about Band-Aids, that's kind of what they do with their contracts. Just push it to the next year, push it to the next year, push it to the next year, and, you know, make it next year's problem. I think this year the problem that they – fell into was the defensive line, you know, they weren't able to keep guys like David Onyamada, Marcus Davenport. As a result, those guys left. They had to bring in a couple young rookies. Um Brian Bruzi and uh Isaiah Fosky, those were their two top picks. Kalen Saunders, Nathan Shepard, two defensive tackles in free agency they were able to get, but they had to restructure Michael Thomas, Jameis Winston, Marcus Lattimore, Alvin Kamara, um who was suspended for three games um, gave Cameron Jordan a new big deal. Um, they're somehow able to get Jamal Williams for four million a year. And again, he's mostly a goal line merchant, but he does give you know a unique energy and ability to just get into the end zone from that, um, from you know inside the goal line area. And one underrated thing that was interesting was getting Jimmy Graham. And the last preseason game, it felt a lot like old. Um, Jimmy Grant for the Saints again, not the same level, but you know they're gonna split them out, make him have plays in the red zone and on third down, and then you know go to their other three tight ends: Jawan Johnson, Foster Moreau, and uh, Taysom Hill. So you know, and then you know you bring in Derek Carr, um, so that'll be an interesting. Um, fit there, him back with Dennis Allen, even though Dennis Allen only had four games with him before he was fired in Oakland. Um, so uh, another couple big rookies, Kendry Miller, the running back at TCU. You wonder how much he'll get with um, Jamal Williams, now the one for a few games, and then um, Alvin Kamara out the first three. And then Jay Kaner, who they drafted in the fourth round, he's suspended for the first six games for PAD suspension, which is very odd, but um so looking at the Saints, um, it is a lot of patchwork and stuff, but if Derek Carr is a great quarterback, um, and sometimes I'm a little iffy on that because especially last year they gave him Devonte Adams. Waller was there for a bit, even though it was hurt. Renfro was a hundred catch guy until last year. Even with all that, there were like five or six games where they blew second half leads. And in a bunch of those games, yes, you can say the defense wasn't as best, but he wasn't as best either. In fact, he was, you know, like Pittsburgh, three second half picks, you know, um, uh, Arizona game, he didn't get much there. Um, I'm trying to think if there's at least one or two other ones where uh, the Rams game, he was through a couple of bad interceptions, including one in the red zone before the half and just didn't do much in the second half of that game. So maybe it's a relationship thing with Josh McDaniels as well, but they're going to need a better Derek Carr, the best version of Derek Carr in order to win the division. And if they don't, then that's, you know, a bunch of money, you know, pushed on an average team or below average team. I
1: would agree. Yeah. I think hmm. they just need, they need to get like Derek Carr two or three years ago or maybe just, hmm. but I will say this, as you were, you were talking about um, Mike McDaniels. For hmm. me, it's funny. The way I see him, because again, you, you look at what he did with the Broncos when mm. Jay Cutler was there, and he—he, he, he, <laughs> it, it feels like he kind of doesn't
0: on purpose, like maybe <laughs> bad schemes so he can. Yeah. Like, I, I know it sounds crazy, but like it feels like history is repeating itself. Like a little bit, right yeah. Here, here in the locker room is not great. You know, mm.
1: to me, Mike. Medan- this is going to sound like a funny analogy, guys, but Mike McDaniels reminds me of uh, Josh.
0: Yeah. Or Joel- or, or Joel, Joel Schumacher, Now, what mm. I
1: mean by that is, there are some people who have great
0: ideas. Mm. Most of them are bad, but they have someone above them
1: that can kind of filter <laughs> the bad ideas. And, but even oh, though they, know, they have some of the best ideas, <laughs> a lot of their stuff is so like Joel Schumacher did Batman Forever was 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 pretty decent. I mean, he made good money, but they mm. gave a full range of Batman and yeah. Robin. You know how how all that happened. Mm-hmm. And the person, the other person I talked mentioned Vince Russo was the writer for the WWF back mm. in the 90s at its peak. And while he had great ideas, mm. Vince McMahon was filtering out all of this terrible stuff. Then he went down south and got Ted Turner's money to turn mm. on WCW. He ran into the ground because he had no one filtering his terrible... Because again, most of his ideas were mm. bad. So it just... It, that's what I feel like McDaniels is right now. Like, just Bill mm. Check kind of, like, filtered all of this bad stuff. It just... I don't know. It just... They, and I feel terrible because they have a lot of great weapons and we were saying it last week, just, Mark Davis made a huge mistake in not
0: signing, yeah. a, just, just, I'm sorry, I haven't pronoun- pronounced yeah. it right yeah, it's just, just sad, but you
1: know, it is what it is, but I think Derek will have a bounce back year, mm-hmm. you know, even though, yeah. before we get to the to the schedule, you know, he has Michael Thomas who, yeah. I don't think, I think he's he's done being the Michael Thomas
0: we knew, but I think this might be a good year for him to recover mm. and be a good number two, because Chris Olave is a fantastic receiver. And is your it. three, yeah. And then,
1: you, like we said, even though mm. Camara suspended for four games, they I, I, Jamal Williams, which I'm still beyond flabbergasted, that I, I still don't get why the Lions cut him, because it feels like they could have, mm. even if you still went with uh, Gibbs, you could have Kept Jamal as your number two because again, like you said, he's only getting paid four million this year, so it's not like he was asking for a lot. And then Kamara still hasn't, you know, fell off yet, so they have a lot of potential to be the again. Like we said, there's each one of these teams could like could possibly win this division. Very, it's very hard to figure this one out. But uh, they're starting the year off with Tennessee. Could be mm-hmm. a Very exciting game. And then, we, like we discussed, Dak, yep. Carolina, then Green Bay, Tampa Bay, New England, mm-hmm. Houston, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Chicago, Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit, Carolina, New York Giants, uh, the Rams, Tampa Bay, and Atlanta. So it feels like actually the Saints were the luckiest ones since they, they got in third place this year because mm-hmm. they're playing New England, who I think is the weakest team. In the AFC East, when we talk about them, unless Tua gets injured, but because mm. again, I think Bill O'Brien will make that offense a lot builder, uh, builder, uh, better, but they're still building that offense back up. They don't have, as you know, the the uh, Patriots don't have a lot of phenomenal receivers, and it, just, it feels like the Saints have not maybe not just as good as the defense, but still a pretty darn good defense, mm. and they got more weapons, so that that. So, yeah, they, they're lucky because they got New England because they, they're third place as well. And then they're playing the Giants, which I think mm-hmm. could be a 50 50 game. And then playing the Rams, who it still seems like are still lingering with issues. So, maybe by strength of schedule, they might, looking at it, they might have the easier, easiest yeah. schedule. So,
0: that, that's very lucky for them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then last but not
1: least, you have the division winners from last year. <laughs> The Buccaneers, yeah. and despite winning the division, it was not the Buccaneers of the Super Bowl. No, or the year after. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a new r- routine uh, regime, not not a new regime, but like you know, a new cast of characters. Yeah. for a good amount of parts, like they still have a few pieces left, key pieces that are still great. You know, Vita Vea. Mm-hmm. You have you know, like we talked about, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but still, a lot of I think for the most part new running backs and Mm -hmm. Baker. I think Baker possibly can have a bounce back year, just with having two phenomenal receivers Mm -hmm. in Evans and Godwin. But uh, what are your thoughts about the defense?
0: And what are your thoughts about Baker and that offense? So a couple other big moves. They found a way to kind of keep that defense together, surprisingly. Jamel Dean at corner, they got him back. Levante David back, which I did not think they were going to do. Um... And then uh, two sad moves were Ryan Jensen at center um, tried to come back. This year came back from a torn ACL in training camp to play in the um, playoff game against Dallas, tried to get ready to play for this year, and it, for whatever reason, didn't happen, and he may have to retire at some point. They're strong center, so he's out for the year. Russell Gage um, got hurt, so he's out for the year. So that kind of takes away a guy that you were hoping last year and this year to kind of be your number three guy. Um, Baker is, again, like you said, very interesting in terms of um, very much a down year last year with Carolina. A um, lot of circumstances there, but it is odd that Carolina did better without him than with him. Um, although he did do a decent job, pretty good, I'll give it, in with the Rams, although I would counter and say he beat the Josh McDaniel coach Raiders and the, you know, um, Broncos who were quitting on Nathaniel Hackett. as soon as that game pretty much started and started to get out of hand. So, but one thing that could help him a lot is, um, Dave Canales being the offense coordinator. He was Geno Smith's quarterback coach in Seattle last year. And of course we know Gino had, uh, Gino Sans, if you will, last year. Or so, If they find a way to get um, Baker, you know, comfortable, get him using Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, which is still a top flight receiver duo in the league, that could be great. Although Mike Evans is currently in a contract dispute with the um, Buccaneers. So if things go south, um, schedule and wins and losses wise early, it would not shock me if midseason, they look to move him if they don't want to give him that big final contract, um, and then the running backs, they brought in Sean Tucker as an undrafted free agent. He actually went up to number two overall on the depth chart, um, which is a big leap for him since he was a draftable guy for a while, had a heart condition that flared up for teams. So, you know, fell to the undrafted portion and then, you know, came in and worked his butt off. Um, they did rebuild along the lines. Kalijah Kansi, defense tackle in the first round. Cody Mock at offensive tackle. Yaya Diaby at edge. An um, Underrated pick, 4-2 um, speed receiver, I believe, in uh, Trey Palmer from Nebraska. He could be the number three now that um, Russell Gage is out. There was actually a play in um, both hard knocks and in the um, Jets and Bucks um training camp practices where he did beat Sauce Gardner deep, so there's some potential there, but it's... there's some potential for it to, you know, do the surprise playoff run, but there's also the if it goes bad early, do the Buccaneers go into that for lack of a better word, tank for a top quarterback.
1: Yeah, and again, Just mm. it's so tough. It just you know what I mean? Like we were mm. talking about just it, it's a tricky one. But um looking at looking at it, I think and again I won't not be surprised at all or shocked if any of these teams win it. But I think I might go with the Saints winning the division. Mm-hmm. Simply because, you know, they have they still have the most stability. Mm-hmm. They have the most veteran quarterback, you know, there. And I, I think they have just the amount of weapons to, to really get it going. Uh, for me, I, it's kind of a coin flip between two, two and three are, def- are going to be the Panthers and the Buccaneers. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I think I might I might go with the Panthers, just going with my heart. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I love Frank Reich, and I think Frank Reich's a good enough coach. Cause if I remember, the first year he was with the Colts, they were shockingly good. Mm-hmm. If I remember, like with what he had, mm-hmm. so I think with a new regime, you know, a new new start, I think this could be what the doctors ordered for Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if going to third um, is the Buccaneers for me, but I, I could still kind of see them getting mm-hmm. into two, just because again. Baker Mayfield went healthy because he got his second to last year. He was dealing with an injury most of the year. He was playing too much hero ball when he mm. should have uh, sat out. And last year he had the problems playing with Matt Rule. Mm. Um, he, he, yeah, he We were talking about it. He has Mike mm. Evans, Chris Godwin throws you. So I, I, mm. I'm pretty sure he'll have a decent season. And then lastly, I think I'll put the Falcons there just because I really don't, mm. like we were to say, I just
0: I really don't know what the Falcons are going to Because, again, we know know very little about Desmond Ritter. Mm -hmm. But uh, how about you? So I am going to agree with you on the number one. I'm going to go Saints, even though I do have questions about the coach and Dennis Allen and how great Derek Carr is. I do feel it's like a perfect situation. The defense for the Saints is underrated when all those guys at corner like Lattimore um, are healthy. And, you know, you got Matthew in the – defensive backfield as well, and Demario Davis at linebacker, and Cameron Jordan wreaking havoc, and then you got Olave, hopefully Michael Thomas, Rashid Shahid, four tight ends that can play, and when Kamara comes back, you got two or three running backs that can play. I think there's a deep enough roster there that they should be able to win if everything um, is good on the offensive end. Um, Number two, I'm actually going to go with Atlanta just because I think they've built the trenches better than um, the other two um, teams in that division. I think, again, it is projection with the quarterback a little bit, but I also feel like Arthur Smith as an offensive coach will be able to put whoever's under center. I do think Ritter will start under center and play well enough to keep it throughout the season, but I do think regardless of who's under center, he's going to do the best to put them in a position to succeed. Um, you do want to see more of Kyle Pitts year, t- year three, because year one, he put up over 1,000 yards. He only had the one touchdown, but a lot of that was for every reason They give him, give him the ball there. But Bijan Robinson, offensive rookie of the year, most likely. Tyler Algier is a great number two, and then it's going to be interesting to see what they do with uh, Cordell Patterson as the joker. Never heard that position before, but even posted... A picture of him with, you know, Joker. Well, not himself in Joker makeup, but just someone in Joker makeup. So he's excited to do it. Um, Then we go to, for me, I'm going to go Panthers 3 right above the Buccaneers. I respect Frank Reich a lot. Respect um, Bryce Young. But I think it's going to be tough for all three rookie quarterbacks this year. And I thought it would be a seamless transition for him, but O-line isn't great. They already have three receivers dealing with injuries. And, you know, whenever you're dealing with back, hamstring, other things like that, those things can linger on. So I'm going to say that they finished third, and I'm going to go Buccaneers um, fourth, even though I will allow that they could have like a Seattle thing where they are a decent to good team when we expect them not to be and then, you know, win eight, nine games. But they could also, you know, fall apart early in the year, and then go the trade deadline, sell-off parts. Um, So it would be like four or five wins at the lowest, nine or 10 at the highest, and then Panthers, I would say five or six at the lowest, eight or nine. Um, Falcons, I feel like seven or eight lowest, and then 10 highest, and then Saints, I'd probably be about eight, and then win eleven. That would be like the ceiling for me, for them. Yeah, and and for me, I I just, it feels like each team is, you can easily
1: see, like we were Mm -hmm. saying, somewhere, I think both, I mean, I'm sorry, all four teams are, I wouldn't be surprised if the worst Mm -hmm. team gets four to five wins and the Mm -hmm. best team, I I think the ceiling for all these teams are 10 11. I don't think Mm -hmm. anyone's going to pop, go past 11. Mm Mm-hmm. As good, again, as good as the Saints potentially are, they're still kind of rebuilding, and they're mm-hmm. they're playing. Everybody facing some pretty tough teams this year. Mm-hmm. A few a few rounds uh, going to the other South, the uh, AFC South, uh, the worst team last year, and so close to getting the first overall pick, but uh,
2: Levy Smith decided to get some revenge and mm-hmm. let the Bears get the uh, first overall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even if they are rebuilding
1: this year. Uh, Robin, it feels like they're going to have a better year than they did last year. Like, they don't have a lot of great great pieces mm. on their offense, but they're, they're pretty decent, and they're, I think they're going to maybe win four or five games. But uh, what are your thoughts on this team?
0: Yeah, I think um, last two years they've had the one-and-done coach, David Culley, Lovie Smith, you know, and then the year before they fired – Bill O'Brien very early in the season. So they have stability there and some confidence in a guy like D'Amico Ryans who played there years ago and just has a mass amount of youthful energy. Um, and I think he's going to make that defense instantaneously better. Um, Derek Stingley was number three pick at corner last year, right above um, Sauce Gardner. He's a big time talent. I think he's going to have a great sophomore season. Um, they, bring in Sheldon Rankins at defensive tackle. You know, they make the trade for Will Anderson, which I wouldn't have traded a future first for a player even as great as Will Anderson is because this year's upcoming draft, or next year's upcoming draft, I should say, is about to be insane at the quarterback position just in top 10 talent. So if you finish no higher than, you know, the bottom five or bottom six or seven, you essentially gave that pick for him. But he is a supreme talent the supreme talent at pass rusher in um this year's draft so if he's a double digit sack guy consistently yeah then you can understand it they um have made a great effort to rebuild and keep that offense line together gave, giving laramie tunzel three years seventy million, seventy-five million dollar extension getting josh jones from the cardinals um at offense tackle getting kendrick green from the Steelers. Um, Juice Scruggs, they drafted in the uh second round. Um, Tank Dell is a young receiver from Houston who they're very high on. They signed Robert Woods. They um, got John Mechie, um, who had Hodgkin's lymphoma, couldn't have his rookie year last year, so he comes back. Um, hopefully, he is good health wise. Shaq Mason at guard. Dalton Schultz, they bring in at tight end for one year. Devin Singletary behind Damian Pierce. That's a good one-two punch. So I do have some great vibes about this team. I don't think they're going to be, you know, a playoff team in a loaded AFC. But I feel that they will be better than last year minimum because they finished with finished with three or four wins. They, I think it was four. But I feel like they'll be a 5-2. 8-win team. I feel like C.J. Stroud um, was the most accurate of the um, quarterbacks in this year's draft, and he had the best playoff game of any one of them because he went against Georgia's defense and was able to make a ton of plays inside and outside the pocket. And so I think they bring in Bobby Slowick from the Niners to kind of incorporate that Niners-Kyle Shanahan offense, which makes things easier for quarterbacks. So there'll be some bumps in the road, but I do think um, Amigo Ryans on defense will surprise a few teams with his schemes and how he gets players in the right position. I do think that they will be one of those teams that you really worry about um, defeating you in an upset game. Yeah, so looking at their Mm -hmm.
1: schedule, uh, so the uh, AFC South,
0: the
1: Mm -hmm. the interconference that they're Play against is the AFC North, which mm-hmm. is going to be tough. Oof, and yeah. Then, but again, fortunately, as we were since we were talking about the NFC South last, uh, mm-hmm. they're also playing the South, which can also help them out potentially.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, like you said, I, I think at worst a four, five win win team. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe six or seven at best. And again, that mm-hmm. as as bad as that looks, that's it, Beyond huge, yeah. the past two years, you know, they're a very mm-hmm. young team. It's kind of going to be like the Bills were that this mm-hmm. season we, dropped, yeah. we drafted Josh. You know, it's just they have a lot of great pieces, but this mm-hmm. year's
2: a rebuild year. So yeah. uh, mm-hmm.
1: they're playing Baltimore, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Cincinnati,
2: Arizona, Jacksonville, Denver, New York. Tennessee, Cleveland, mm-hmm.
1: Tennessee, Indianapolis. So, fortunately, they're when we're going to talk about them next. They're playing the Colts, you know, mm-hmm. which I think they, next to Cardinals, they might potentially be the worst team in football, just with mm-hmm. how mismanaged the organization is. Mm-hmm. That's sad because I a yeah. GM. But uh, again, they're also playing Arizona, which is mm-hmm. again very, very fortunate for them. You know that's uh, yeah. be a pretty you know pretty decent win for them because I think they still have mm-hmm. a decent better a decently better offense than mm. the other team and again like you said they have some pretty good defensive pieces mm. with them so moving on as we were talking about the Colts, uh, shh, Robin <laughs> <just laughs> Colts like like because. The Cardinals, at the very least, they were they were trying and they had some mm. pieces, but it just Jimmer
2: this they, they killed Peyton Manning. Uh, you know,
1: yeah. I, I, and again I, I grew up being a big Peyton Manning fan. You know, mm. just how incredible he was. If he didn't get that neck injury, I think he would have had at least four or five years left in his career. Because mm-hmm, yeah. by the end, towards the end of his career, he couldn't feel like the, his fingertips. Oh yeah, or the tips uh, of certain
0: yeah. fingers. Yeah. They killed Andrew Locke yeah you know, and it's just, and just after that, they finally let
3: the GM like they got a great GM and Ballard, but mm. unfortunately, just Jim Irsay cannot get his hands. Mm. You know, now because again, from what
1: I've heard, he was the one that kind of wanted to do the band aid fix, just because they had a good enough team, and they just mm. wanted to like, okay, let's bring Philip Rivers in, or let's bring in uh, Carson Wentz. Their last year it was Matt
2: Ryan, mm. yeah,
1: you know? and it's just I, I, I don't. Like, they, they fortunately got possibly the second or third best quarterback with the mm. biggest potential upside, like the next Josh Allen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, You know, and Anthony Richardson. But it's mm. like, all you have is Michael Pittman Jr. right now. Other than mm.
0: that, you know, Isaiah McKenzie didn't make the team. I think uh, they signed him back. They did, I think. Yeah, I'm looking at the, the roster right now, but
1: it like, mm. and and like every year they have 20, 30 million in extra cap space. And just, mm. I don't know why, but it feels like Ursay's becoming a penny pincher. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's just like, you, you, like, or
2: the only thing that possibly would have made this offense work is having Jonathan Taylor with you know, yeah. Richardson. Yeah. And what, what are your thoughts on the whole debacle with with Taylor
0: and what what? What do you think of this this roster that they have? So I'm going to at some point be at least somewhat positive with them. I will say let's start off with the whole mess with Ursay and Jonathan Taylor. You know, he has the tweets online but also had like a weird private meeting in uh his trailer with Jonathan Taylor where he basically said, We're not gonna give you an extension um, Chris Ballard said at one of the press conferences that they're not really giving out extensions to anyone cause they're coming out for four win season, but they're also like, uh, we're not going to give big money to a running back, but also we want uh Jalen Waddle in a second round pick or Christian Wal- Wilkins are st- in a second round pick, or, you know, uh, Christian Watson in a second round pick. It's like, these teams aren't going to do it for that with him, you know, one year deal and, you know, him dealing supposedly with the back thing. So it is, it would be a great zone read thing between Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor. thing I will say about Richardson, seems like a super humble guy. There was a great story about him at one of the rookie premiere events, I believe, um, just picking up trash at the end of it so that, you know, the grounds crew didn't have to work as hard doing all that. Um, 20-year-old seems to have a great head on his shoulders, has probably the best athletic profile of any um recent quarterback um you know I think his relative athletic score was like a 10 out of 10 so I think there's a lot there and Shane Sagan's gonna drop some great things as their new head coach and offensive mind um Josh Downs is a rookie receiver they brought in to be the slot guy Alec Pierce is a guy that has Jordy Nelson-ish potential um was a little bit off in preseason Um, Evan Hall is a rookie running back who could do decent. Um, They're loaded at tight end, although Jelani Woods is out the first four games, I think. So they have him, Will Mallory, a rookie, uh, Mo Alley-Cox, Kylan Grayson. So those tight ends could be a big help. Damar Richardson, only 13 collegiate starts, about 54% completion percentage. And he had flashes in preseason, but he was still below 50%. And the one game he probably flashed the most was against the Eagles, but he still ended up 6-17. So I feel like there's going to be so many incredible highlight real plays he's going to have, but the completion percentage numbers are going to be very low. And that, as a result, maybe hopefully people don't judge him off those numbers. Um, But I do think there's going to be some rough periods. I do think there's a chance that they can get a team 2 or 3 by surprise with some of the creative stuff they're probably holding back. With him in the quarterback run game, we haven't seen it too much yet in the preseason. So, um, But I do think it could be a very tough year for them. But it's hopefully about growth. Um, maybe the offensive line plays better with a more mobile QB. past couple of years, it's kind of gone downhill. But some of that could be they've had very little mobility between Rivers, Wentz, and uh, Matt Ryan at the position. So, Robin, before we take a look at
1: their, uh, their season,
2: uh,
1: I will say this. Do you ever say, might be mad like a fox also possibly because mm. who is their greatest receiver of all time?
0: Marvin Harrison? I still think is what top five receiver of all time out in Marvin Harrison. Mm, yeah. They're, like we, we're all predicting if they're
1: not going to be the worst team this year they're at least going to be maybe in the top three or 4 mm. Again, just because how mismanaged the ro- some parts of the roster are. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, you have Caleb
0: Williams, yep.
1: uh and
0: I uh, forgive me, who who is the other quarterback Wing that May, that's right. And then so the Cardinals
1: potentially might be going for their possible quarterback. So mm. if, if the Cardinals are number one and they go with a quarterback instead of I, I think I think other than quarterback, in my opinion, the number one pick is gonna be uh Marvin Harrison mm.
0: Junior. Yeah, could very well yeah. And, and I got to say, if, if, let's say that the Colts
1: don't get it, or also let's say this first. If the Colts do get the first one pick, I would not be surprised at all if they choose Marvin Harrison Jr. This kid, mm-hmm. I know it's always too early to say, make a prediction, but this kid could be potentially as good as his father. I'm a big <sighs> Ohio State fan, and this kid has all the talent that his dad did at that time when mm-hmm. he was in college, so it be very fascinating to see, and like we said, if the Cardinals get it, they might go with the quarterback instead of uh, receiver. But uh, so, looking at the Colts' schedule, getting mm. into it, you have Jacksonville, uh, mm-hmm. Houston,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Baltimore, the Rams, uh, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Cleveland, mm-hmm. New Orleans, Carolina, New England, Tampa, Tennessee, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Las Vegas, Houston. Just uh, if. If they can get Jonathan Taylor back
2: mm-hmm.
1: and if Angie Richardson really plays that style, I, I think their ceiling – oh, geez, I, I feel bad because, again, mm-hmm. I have a soft spot for the Colts. I really think their ceiling is going to be six or seven. Again, mm-hmm. they are playing worse teams, but at the very mm-hmm. least, like we said, the, at least the NFC South teams have – potential a lot of weapons Mm -hmm. and more better built offenses And in some parts their defense is good as well and like we said you have Richardson and Pittman and after that you don't really have any solid people really with the exception if Jonathan Taylor they do bend Mm -hmm. the fence of Jonathan Taylor I I think their ceiling might be two or three and Mm -hmm. I I hate to say I would not be shocked if they're like a wonder like not horrified shock but I I think if, if they go winless, but I don't think that's going to happen. I, I
0: think their ceilings can be two or three at best. Mm, I'll, or at worst, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm about the same, two or three wins um, on the low end, six or seven on the high end, maybe eight if things break a certain way. But I think that's that's about where I am too. Yeah, and and I'll say this: in the long run, it might be better for them just because mm. they are a younger team. And, and
2: again, I'm, maybe I'm just being a fanboy of Marvin Harrison and Ohio mm-hmm. State, but if, mm-hmm. if that might be a dream made in heaven, if they can get, get him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Moving on to Tennessee, uh, e-
1: even for most of the year, Robin, it felt like this was mm-hmm. still the Titans division. Like,
2: mm-hmm. it
1: feels like the Titans are, again, I feel bad because I have a very good friend named Jack, mm-hmm. uh, who's a big Titans fan from Tennessee. Mm-hmm it feels like they kind of made a, did a few step-bats. Like, they did some quick changes, mm-hmm. but, you know, you still got Derrick Henry, and they did sign DeAndre Hopkins, and Traylon Burks mm-hmm. has some potential. But, I don't know, it just it's still... You know, they, they still got a decent defense, but it just... It feels like they might be on a down year. We still don't know what Tannehill has. Uh, then you got mm-hmm. Will Levis, uh, possibly... So, just... What are your thoughts on the team and what are your thoughts
0: on the potential quarterback situation depending on how it goes? So I think Vrabel's um, a pretty great coach for them. He'll always, you know, be big on ground and pound and grinding games out. Um, The offensive line last year has definitely had some issues. Taylor LeJuan getting hurt early. I'm having to move on from him. They bring in Andrew Dillard from the Eagles in free agency. Aziz Al-Shahir at linebacker. Daniel Brucegill. At center-slash-guard, uh, they bring in Sean Murphy-Bunning as a nickel corner from Buccaneers. Um, Peter Skranz their um, pick, I believe, at guard in the first round. Um, and then at receiver, um, they bring in DeAndre Hopkins, and you think he's going to be a great combo with um, Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks, he got hurt in train camp, but it doesn't look like it was as severe as they were very worried about. So that could be a very good combination because Brooks was having a great camp. Kyle Phillips was a young slot receiver. They were hoping to get some stuff out. He's going to miss the first three, four games, it looks like. So, you know, they don't have the playmakers, even though I think Hopkins can be a big third down. Um, key piece for them, Chigo Quanquo at tight end is like that H-back, kind of very similar to Johnny Smith type player, but he's dealing with some injuries as well. And the quarterback position, as you said, very interesting with uh, Malik Willis actually having a better camp in preseason, I feel like, than um, Will Levis, although Will Levis was dealing with, I believe, a thigh injury. Um, So, currently he's third on the depth chart, but it's possible that he would go to first if Tannehill um, struggles or gets hurt. Um, And then... Derrick Henry is on a one-year deal. Um, Tannehill's on a one-year deal. So there's some tenuous things about that. J. Spears could be a great complement. The rookie they drafted out of Tulane to Derrick Henry showed some speed and some hurdle ability. Um, So, uh, But I do think that whatever their ceiling is, you feel like Vrabel can get it to an extent if the, you know, even though offensively they're, Hot, not going to be a high-flying team. So I'm thinking, you know, trying to think. It could go real bad for them because I've seen them in mock drafts go 4-5. to But I feel like Vrabel will get them above that at minimum to like 6 or 7. And then if things go really well for them, they do have a stout stout defense, especially on the D-line with Jeffrey Simmons. You know, they could be a 9-10 win team and somehow sneak into the playoffs. But. Um, you know, they're a team that gets forgotten about in a loaded AFC, but they can, um, come up with a game plan and beat anyone on any given Sunday. Yeah, that's what I was, was going to mm-hmm. say as well. It, it feels
1: like they have the potential, the mm-hmm. team, they they have the potential to my opinion to beat any team, mm-hmm. like you said, any given Sunday could be, potentially be any team in their schedule this year, and I don't think mm-hmm. they're the cream of the crop anymore, or as mm-hmm. of right now, in the AFC, but they're, they're still a pretty darn good team, and I could see them sneaking into the playoffs, wild card-wise, but, uh, mm-hmm. so you, you got New Orleans, Los Angeles, Cleveland, mm-hmm. Cincinnati, Indy, uh, Baltimore, Atlanta. Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, Carolina, Indianapolis, Miami, Houston, Seattle, Houston, Jacksonville.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, again, they play in the same division, but
1: I think they have the potential to sweep Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Houston again. We, we have to see what Houston is. You know, uh-huh. it, it, let's say they're going on a good hot streak. You know, later in the year, they, they could possibly mm-hmm. sweep Houston as well. Potentially, again, mm-hmm. any given Sunday. Uh, they're playing Miami, which is gonna be tough. Uh, they play in the Chargers. If the Chargers are finally firing on the mm-hmm. cylinders, yeah. you know that's gonna be interesting. And again, they're playing the AFC North, so
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it's, it's gonna be a pretty exciting year for them potentially. Like they're, you said, it yeah. could be a 10-11 win at the ce- at the seat ce- as their uh, ceiling, mm-hmm. and then floor. I would say maybe five or six wins. But there's they're mm-hmm. still there's still a stout enough defense, like you said, and they're very grind-you-down kind of team, so they're definitely going to get more than a couple wins this year, like I said. So, yeah, five or six is, is very fair for me. Uh, and then lastly, you got the division winners from last year. It seemed like they were start starting off terribly. Uh, similar to, excuse me, to the Lions, they were high-flying high for most of the year, but they just couldn't get things right, and then they started gelling really well, and unlike... Mm-hmm. The Lions, who just couldn't make it, they actually punched their ticket in the last Mm -hmm. week. That was a great uh, season finale game. If I remember Mm -hmm. correctly, that was the Saturday night game of the regular season
0: between the the Titans and the uh, Jaguars. uh, Yeah, Jaguars. Yeah, Mm yeah. So I think they have
1: the best built roster right now Mm -hmm. in the division. You know, again, yes, Tennessee still has, you know. They still got Derrick Henry, one of the three or four best running backs, and they got Hopkins, mm. who potentially is a future Hall of Famer. But they, they got Calvin Ridley, who is so yeah. good that mm-hmm.
2: he took the number one spot mm.
1: for receiver. You got ETN, who's mm-hmm. the college buddy of Trevor Lawrence. You got Evan Ingram, is pretty decent. Mm-hmm. And Christian Christian Kirk's still a darn good, again, I still mm. think they overpaid him. A year uh last year but you know what it, it worked out in the end mm-hmm. you know because he's a great solid number two and I, I i'm really happy for zay jones he's really in mm. the position yeah the third, for as a the third uh receiver and then mm-hmm. their defense you know they still got josh Allen on the other side mm-hmm. and some other pieces but uh what are your thoughts about the jaguars
0: and some of the improvements they've made during the offseason yeah i think they've done a good job of just building off what they did last year and Calvin Ridley, apparently in training camp, has been great just running routes and getting open, making contested plays. So you have him as kind of this force multiplier where he becomes your one. He makes Christian Kirk a better two, makes Zay Jones a better three. Um, Evan Ingram, you know, had his drop issues early in his career and he was big time for the Jaguars last year. They get him locked up long term. They get Brent Strange in the second round as a blocking tight end who can make catches here and there. Anton Harrison at the tackle spot, at the right tackle spot. Um Tank Bigsby um drafted in the third round from Auburn. He had some good plays in the preseason. He's a good complement to ETN along with ernest Johnson and Jermichael Hasty. So they have some depth at that running back spot. And I think Lawrence um post Thanksgiving he was the second or third best um most efficient quarterback in the league and I think he's just going to take another leap with a uh, bigger weapon, as we've seen with you know other young quarterbacks, when they get that big time weapon in that um, third season, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, you know, uh, to some extent last year, um, it just you know builds and builds for them, and I think they're a team that can be one of the top two or three seeds in the AFC. Um, there's not a lot of stars on that defense, but Josh Allen's going to make plays on the edge, and. They're very aggressive at creating turnovers. And Doug Peterson, last time he was a second-year coach with an ascending young quarterback, it was Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. And, you know, he rode him to um, a close-to-MVP season before he goes down and then finds a way to win with Nick Foles at the end. But you could see a similar thing with this Jacksonville team, even though it is a loaded AFC. So I'm thinking, you know, eight or nine win, at the bottom and maybe 12 or 13 ceiling. Uh,
1: I agree. Just just mm. looking at this schedule again, they had the fortunacy of playing the NFC South, which I think is the weakest division in football right now. Mm. And you have uh, then, then they're, they're playing the AFC North, which would be tougher
2: teams. But again, they're a good enough team that I would be surprised if they beat anybody in the mm. North. And so right now, just looking at the mm. – and again, the other part is they, they're playing in their own division.
1: And I would not be shocked at all if they sweep both the mm-hmm. Texans and, and the Colts, you know, just yeah. because of the weapons they, those other two teams have and what they're potentially going to be. But mm-hmm. uh, going into their schedule, they're, they're starting off against Indianapolis at, in Indy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing the Chiefs, and I'll say this, you know, even if, Kel- if Kelsey doesn't play next week, that would be huge for them. And even if Kelsey's back, you know, being with the bone brews, he'd probably be limited. And then Chris Jones is most likely going to be out. is mm, huge yeah. for them. Again, if they don't have Chris Jones, I don't know. They're going to put up points on the board still, I mm-hmm. think. Like you said, the, the Jaguars' defense isn't phenomenal, but I think Lawrence will be able to, to match, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, match Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that's a great,
0: great spot for them to play with mm-hmm. the Chiefs, if you ask me. And yeah, both play, games were close uh, last year, yeah. I'm surprised it's a 1 p.m. game. That
2: should mm. at least be a 4 p.m. Yeah. game. Mm-hmm. But uh, then they're
1: playing Houston. Then then they're going across the pond
2: for some mm-hmm. weeks. They're going to
1: be playing Atlanta and playing the Bills. I, for a while, I was thinking it might mm-hmm. be a, it might it's gonna be 50-50 if it will be an advantage that they yeah. have to play us against play the Bills the next week, or it could mm. be a negative that they have to be there away
0: from home for a whole week Yeah,
1: in a whole different country, so it's going to mm. be fascinating. Uh, really hoping Vaughn can come back for that mm. when we talk about the Bills in a bit, mm. but that would be a great game for Von Miller to come back to. Uh, but then following that, they're playing Indianapolis, mm. uh, New Orleans, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Tennessee, Houston, mm-hmm. Cincinnati, Cleveland, Baltimore, Tampa, carolina tennessee uh their floor is eight and nine I, mm-hmm. I really doubt though they'll get that low uh and i think their ceiling like you said again 12, 12 to 13 just again just they're straight the schedule mm-hmm. you know and and on top of that like you like you said i wouldn't be shocked if they get the number that they get the second or third mm-hmm. spot you know just because how tough the other divisions are you know you know mm-hmm. the east stand the and, and the West, you know, so they have a lot of potential. Uh, ranking the division, I think, I think fourth place is going to be the Colts. They're just in mm. a lot of disarray right now. Yeah. Then you got the Texans who are building. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm more. I'm pretty certain that the, the Titans will be second, but they they can still get into the wild card. I would not be shocked at all mm-hmm. if they get into the wild card. And then lastly, we have the. Uh,
0: the Jaguars who I think will win the division yeah I'm feeling the same exact way too and I um, you know with those bound three teams in the AFC South I do feel like Tennessee um, you know can be that team that surprises but who knows how they you know if they deal with the same injury stuff they had last year they'll probably be in the same spot Um, and then I think the vibes are better in Houston and then the vibes are really off in Indianapolis, but they do have a young stud quarterback. That's going to make some exciting plays. Um, but it's, he's going to be very raw and very inexperienced to start out.
1: Yeah. So yeah, very mm-hmm. exciting year. Um, my buddy Adam lives mm-hmm. in Jacksonville. So I'm very happy to him this year. Mm-hmm. So um, guys, right now we're about 40 minutes to kick off. So we've, we were texting back mm. and forth while we we're recording. We we're deciding to yeah. uh, combine our episode on Saturday, which will be about the uh, the rest of the uh, schedule for this week one, and we're going uh, <clears> to <throat> save the the ASC and NFC East uh, for that for that weekend. Just because we have forty minutes mm. left to kick off, so we just we don't want to rush ourselves because you know, yeah. the Bills are mm. in that division, and I think those two divisions might be the toughest. Football mm.
0: So, uh, very yes. exciting. Uh, Robin, it's finally here. We're less than an hour away <laughs> from NFL kickoff. Are you ready? <laughs> I am definitely ready. I've been ready.
1: Oh, yeah. For <laughs> seven months, man. It felt like yeah. a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, But, uh, guys, that is a football
0: update. This is Andy. And this is Robin. Football's back, baby. let well, Let's <laughs> go. <laughs>